And I ain't have to be in school by 10 I then began to encounter With my counter parts Of how to burn the block apart Break it down into sections Drugs by these selections Some use pipes, others use injections Syringe sold separately Frank the deputy, quick to grab my Smith and Wesson Like my dick was missing To protect my position, my corner, my layer While we out here, say the hustler's prayer If the game shakes me or breaks me I hope it makes me a better man
Uh, all right, guys. How's it going, everybody? What's up, guys? Um, yeah. Let's hop right into the intro, man. What's going on, Logan and Durante? So you got you guys in chat. How's it going? Um, yeah, man. What's going on, guys? We're back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Seals podcast, man. And we are back with yet again another edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This is Unscripted, episode 110. Uh, this is episode 110 of Unscripted, man. It's crazy. Um, but, yeah, man. Uh, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know how the show works. Every Monday, we're on here with Notorious Unscripted after Monday Night Raw. And, <laughs> roll. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, every Friday at 4 p.m. Central, we are on here with the news. Uh, and speaking of that, if you guys did miss this past Friday's edition of the news, um... That one was CM Punk possibly being bought out of AEW. Uh, the company is looking at a contract buyout for him, and that's or that's what's at least being speculated and rumored at the moment. There's that, and uh, we talked about uh, Soraya debuting in AEW, which is what we will go over first tonight. Uh, but we talked a little bit about what that means for the division, and tonight we're going to talk about how that came off on television um but yeah man if you guys didn't miss that you guys can now watch that on all platforms man anchor spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first like i said man join us here friday 4 p.m central on youtube man speaking of um speaking of that if you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some official notorious field podcast merchandise you guys can now find this all live on the merch shop, man. That is bonfire.com. The link is at the top of the description of this video. And it is also... Um, it is also on both mine and Sirkay's social media pages on the Notorious Hills Podcast link tree page, man. So, on the top left, you have the Notorious Hills Podcast Chicago flag design. On the bottom right, you have the Notorious Hills uh, Chicago skyline design. Then you have one of the OG shirts, the best kept secrets to the IWC, the Riddler inspired IWC's best kept secret shirt. And then you got the uncrowned Kings of the IWC, the Biggie inspired shirt. And then in the middle, you have the base Notorious Hills podcast logo design, man. So with that, you get all these beautiful shirts on bonfire.com and link again is at the top of the description of this video. Or in the link tree page to the Notorious Hills podcast, which you can find on either mine or Circe's social media pages, man. Yeah, man. And with that, if this is your first time watching, you guys do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. As for the other, and as for the other half, we got my man Circe here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Just uh, just hanging out, bro. Just hanging out and not doing much, man. Ain't Ain't much on the plate right now. I know weekends coming up in the immediate future, so I'm just chilling, man. I'm just chilling. Dur Durante had a question for me while we were um, doing the pre-stream thing. What do you? What would you call that? Like that just before stream start screen? screen. Yeah, yeah start screen. He asked, "Who's a bigger loser, Dakota Kai or AJ Styles?" I'd probably say what? Dakota Kai. Durante, you better watch out, man. Dakota He's going to put you in the community. He is, He's going to put you in the only community that matters. 
the guy community. Um, I would say Dakota Kai, but like Durante always asks, how's life? How's family? <laughs> Life's good, man. <laughs> Family's good, and um, I'm good, man. I'm good. What about you, Durante, Logan, and everybody else in chat? How are you guys? And what about you, bro? How are you doing? <laughs> well, if I were to tell you the whole story, oh god, it'd probably be the it would probably be time to um uh, get off the stream <laughs> for the day. But, uh, like, but yeah, man, um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. I'll say that I'm okay. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, there, there's there's challenges. Obviously, uh, there's uh, challenges. There's always going to be those challenges. But on the bright side, on the bright side, there's a lot of there's a lot of good going on. There's a lot of stuff I'm excited about. There's a lot of good stuff yeah. I'm excited to share with you all. So. Yeah, man. Um, it's it's, it's not it's 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 not completely bad, man. But definitely, yeah, yeah. Definitely just watched a uh, roll, <laughs> as AJ Styles would say. Roll. <laughs> yeah, man. Just watched fucking raw today. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That, that was pretty much it. Yeah, like I said, just just life, man. Just life. I get you. Uh, but. Yeah, nothing, nothing too much, man. As Durante asked, man, I'm good as always. Thank you for always asking. Uh, and how are you, man? And um, and how is everybody else in chat, man? So, uh, thank you guys for being here. Uh, yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. But um, yeah, I guess we could start off with AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Man, oh man. <sighs> Definitely a lot of talking points. This was a very good show. This mm -hmm. was a uh, show I was very excited for. And it definitely warranted the excitement. And it definitely uh, lived up to the excitement. Uh, I didn't expect anything too nuts. But, no, I didn't um, expect crazy shit. But it delivered yeah, on what I thought it would. Same. I, I didn't... I, I didn't expect nothing crazy. Uh, I honestly just expected a really good night of wrestling. Honestly, in the beginning of the day... I was expecting a, I, I was expecting a very good show without a single debut happening at the show. Little did yeah. I know. Um, I didn't really expect anybody to debut. I could have seen maybe like Adam Cole return. Yeah. You know? I could have seen something well, I don't know like if that. They, now thinking about it, I don't know if he's going to return until, you know, the Elite come back, depending, depending on how long they're going to be suspended. Yeah, because he's got no Kyle and... Bobby Fisher is fucking curtain jerking on Impact, man. So throwing Impact. Victory <sighs> uh. <laughs> Road. Oh. Bobby singles Bobby Fish, man. Well, there you guys go, man. You guys wanted to see the singles Bobby Fish in WWE? Well, now you can get it in Impact, man. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, you're not getting it on a roll. <laughs> so, um. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, man. So, like I said, I expected a really good, I expected a really good uh, night of professional wrestling, and um, we got just that. I, I genuinely did not even see a single debut happening up until this point. I really, I really didn't expect. I really didn't expect nothing, man. But we ended up getting it. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. Um, Grand Slam was good. I don't know if I would call it the best dynamite of the year. Uh, yeah. 
it, yeah, it was really good. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think which Dynamite shows were better because there was a lot of there was a lot of good ones this year. Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot. Yeah, I, I I would probably say it was it was my favorite Dynamite of the year so far, unless I'm like really forgetting one. But they always stack this one. Exactly, they always do. So uh, I'll just have to look back and see. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, so we open the show with something that I would have never thought would open the show. I thought we were gonna open the show with. Uh, I honestly thought maybe there was a chance we opened the show with the world title match, but I thought we were going to open the show with the acclaimed. And, uh, we actually opened the show with, excuse me, the, uh, ring of honor world championship match, the ring of honor world championship match, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of, uh, but good, but weird. Yeah, so it's... I don't know about you, but I'm a little tired of seeing all the ROH stuff on AEW. Like, I like oh, yeah. Definitely that they too much. carry the belts, but I, I think I like that they can carry the belts just be a little too much championships on the well, show. 100%, like... You don't need any other to show any other mid cards. Only occasionally, I mean occasionally, the world in the tag team. That's all you need to occasionally show on a dynamite right. or a grand slam or something or a rampage. Occasionally. Yeah, I don't need any of this other shit. Yeah. I don't need to see fucking Josh Woods on my fucking TV. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Yeah, man. Um a real question is when are we going to get Scott Colton, a member of the ROH roster? Yeah, it's true. He still has a, he's still, he's still dodging me, bro. Is he? I, I, I got to DM him uh, on the, on October 5th and tell him it's been a month, Scott. Cause he been dodging me, bro. I feel like he is. And, and it's, it's, it's getting ridiculous at, the, at this point. I'm about to go find his ass, bro. I well, really know where am. to find him. Tent City. Downtown. Damn. Ain't got nobody paying his rent no more. Nope. So, um, yeah, I, I'm a little, and, and, I, you know, we'll definitely talk about this more on Friday, but obviously there's a situation now with Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black, who mm -hmm. talked about, well, Malachi Black more so, talked about just the, like, demor uh, demoralization of his character and if I'm a guy who's like an actual mid-card champion in AEW, I would be a little pissed off that, you know, I understand it's the ROH world title, but at the end of the day, it's not an AEW championship. And it shouldn't be AEW's problem that, no. that, um, you know, got this, TV. exactly that, they, that they don't have, you know, TV yet or whatever, or. You know, if I'm a guy like Pac or Wardlow, who are two mid-card champions in AEW, it's, you know, I mean, here or there, it's fine, man, but I, it's it's definitely a little upsetting when these championships get featured more than the own AEW titles. titles. Exactly, because 
the ROH World title, in terms of level, is basically an AEW mid-card title. You know what I mean? But I actually want to see the real AEW mid-card titles on the show and represented and felt important. I don't, I don't care about the ROH World Championship at the end of the day. I want the TNT Championship. I want, I guess I want the All-Atlantic, but that one's iffy itself. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, we all wanted it because they have a sacked men's division, but, like, at the end of the day, they they didn't do themselves any, any, any service by, you know, just having it be defended on, you know, indie shows. I mean, that's not, that's not what anybody not wants to see. We just wanted, we just wanted another mid-card title for the men's because the, the women have a mid-card title and they don't need to. Exactly. The men's division is your stacked division. You know, it makes zero sense. So, Chris Jericho and Claudio had, uh, actually, you know, they had a really good match. They had a really good match, despite, you know, me not really caring too much for the, um, just seeing... Uh, not caring too much for seeing the ROH titles more than we see some of the AEW titles. It's a little ridiculous. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, there's two things. This mm. is a really good match, and Chris Jericho is genuinely having a career year. Like, oh, bro, bro's good. Really, he like. Hey. I was watching this YouTube video yesterday. Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember who uh, who posted it, but. I apologize because I definitely would have gave you your props. He said, "He he said, if you didn't think that Chris Jericho was one of the greatest of all time before AEW, you absolutely Better. have to think that now." Exactly, bro. Exactly. I mean, he's just been doing great, great shit, man. Um, storyline wise, and storyline wise, and just. His match quality this year has just been really good, man. Really oh, good. Stepping up, man. That shit is crazy. I like how Christian had the fucking monster of outwork everybody. And it was Jericho that has been outworking these people, bro. This shit's crazy. Which yeah, which is really crazy, man. Because last year Chris Jericho did not have oh my did not God. have the best year to the point where at all out when he said. This could be my last match if MJF beats me. A lot of people were not going to be upset down. if he walked exactly. away. And we're at a different point now, man, where he's just been doing great stuff and he's really stepped up for the company um, oh, yeah. when the company's needed him the most. And even when the company didn't need him, he was just putting on good shit, man. He was just exactly, doing really man. good shit. This man puts in work, and he, he's the definition of a locker room leader. He could even tell on screen. 100%, man, 100%. All the way this year, uh, up from, literally from the jump, bro, Though with Eddie Kingston. Uh, with Eddie Kingston in the beginning of the year, it was really good. Uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society um, eventually grew into its own, and we've seen a really nice blood and guts match this year. We got our fucking amazing... Uh, definitely one of my matches of the year, uh, Anarchy in the Arena. I, I mean, he's just he just killed it. He's just killed it. The barbed wire everywhere match with um, with Eddie. 
the the matches with Danielson. I mean, it's just really all around been really good stuff. And now here with Claudio, I mean, he's it's 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 just been a really quality year for Chris Jericho. I think he's 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 done awesome. Definitely, man. Definitely, but he, crazy man. Man's been having a great year. Yeah. So Claudio. Claudio, um, Claudio ends up losing the ROH world title here. Uh, Jericho, Jericho actually hit him with a, Claudio did the springboard and went to uppercut him and Jericho caught him midair with a code breaker, which was, that was heat. fucking dope. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Jericho crawled to the corner, uh, Claudio went to go after him, Aubrey went to stop Claudio, Jericho pulled out his bat hit Claudio, hit Claudio with the bat, uh, I believe he, I believe he low-blowed him too, uh, he hit him with the bat, and then he low-blowed him, and then he, uh, hit him with the Judas effect, and he won the match, making himself the, uh, Ring of Honor World Champion, and then, uh, he was on stage celebrating with the JAS, and Daniel Garcia was standing was in the back, happy. and, and he was just, uh, also, Jericho did not uh, do the um, the code of honor. He did no. not shake Claudio's hand. He shook his hand, but then he slapped him, and it's not really mm -hmm. the point. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was so that was really cool. Um, Daniel Garcia was just standing there, just kind of like not wanting to be there, and then he just gave him like the like most Orange Cassidy high five ever. He just like put his hand out like yes. this, and Jericho just like touched his hand. But Damn. um, yes, Jericho, Jericho um wins the ROH World Championship, and I seen a lot of people saying this, and I totally understand it from Tony Khan's perspective. You might have put that title on Jericho because you want you know, something to draw the ratings for Ring of Honor. Um, and and what what better to do that than, than Chris Jericho? Because not only is he Chris Jericho, but he's involved in one of the most intriguing storylines on AEW television right now. And it's just probably going to lead to Daniel Garcia possibly taking that title and mm -hmm. doing the Brian Danielson thing where he has the pure and the ROH world title, something like that. Or, or either way, man, you just have, you just have a, a really solid storyline that you can, you know, play into uh, mm -hmm. with Chris Jericho because, you know, Claudio was a great champion and all, but would you rather have Jericho who is, who is, uh, in the midst of of just a really great storyline with him, Danielson, and Garcia, or would you rather have the title on Claudio, where it's nothing really just more than just good matches? Exactly, like Chris Jericho. There's a story. Like I'm guessing that the TV deal is coming up since he did win the thing, mm -hmm. so I'm guessing it's pretty soon. And and it's it storytelling wise, it's actually pretty genius. I will say. You have the sports entertainer to kick off the TV for ROH of all places. I mean, and then 
a pro wrestler is probably going to end up beating him for that title, i.e. Daniel Garcia. It's a good story to start off the ROH, this new uh, era of ROH with. It's it's smart. I will say that. Yeah. 100%. 100%, man. So, um, yeah. Next. Next, we got... The AEW World Tag Team Championship match. I was very shocked. This one on second. Uh, I'm very shocked. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, very weird. I thought this would have opened the show, if anything. So, we have a Swerve in Our Glory versus the acclaimed number two. Um, This match was really good. Mm-hmm. They didn't get as much time as they did in Chicago. Um, this match, I, nonetheless, I thought this was a really good match. I thought it was another banger from these two teams. But was it what it was in Chicago? Was it no. probably high up there on my match of the year list? We'll figure that out at the end of the year. But mm-hmm. no, it was no. not. It was not. Yeah, you know, you can't really like replicate moments like that, which is why, you know, I, I mean, I get it. You don't want to call the audible because you don't know if, uh, you know, nobody really expected that. So mm-hmm. Tony Khan doesn't know. You know, is it maybe the Chicago crowd? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the, do I call the audible? So I could maybe see where he felt a little lenient. But sometimes you just got to trust the audible button, man. Mm-hmm. You just got to trust the audible button because, you know, swerving our glory, you know, they're, they're, they're not, they're not really, I mean, they're, they weren't really, they're not, a, they weren't, I mean, they weren't on like an unstoppable, like tag team run or anything, you know, no. there was not, and everybody knows it's leading to a breakup anyway, so you know, I mean, there. I don't know what was really stopping him from hitting that audible button. Maybe the fact that he was probably just as caught uh, caught off guard as anybody. But mm-hmm. man, the acclaimed are over, bro. The acclaimed are really over, Nuts. and uh, I don't think he knew they were that over. But you know, we did that night. Oh, so yeah, exactly, that so. shit was going crazy. But you know, it, it sucks for that aspect. It didn't really seem as genuine as it would have no it no really it definitely seem feels as... like like yeah we should have did this at all out so here you go yeah so it was almost aew's way of kind of saying like sorry like mm-hmm. like know, my kinda, bad yeah we kind of fucked that up but at the end of the day it doesn't change the fact that it's still it's still you know didn't not that it didn't feel genuine because it was still a really genuine oh, yeah. good moment but it didn't feel as authentic as it would have no, it kinda, I nuts if it happened yeah, at all out. Yeah, because at all out, I feel like it would have been more of a moment as to as here it was almost more of like fixing a fuck up. Mm-hmm. So, exactly, exactly. Nonetheless, this was this was still a really good TV match. This oh was yeah, still a really good TV match. Um, and these two teams. Still brought you along for the ride, man. I mean, mm-hmm. I still brought you along from the ride. Uh, they 
they um there there were a couple there were a couple instances where um they had some close near falls and it was still a really enjoyable match. It was still a really enjoyable match. There was a point in there where I thought Max Caster got hurt. Like yeah, where he missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people in the live attendance I was hearing said that Max slipped off the top and then he just tried to Damn. play it off with like a knee injury. Yeah. But, uh, we haven't heard anything yet, so I'm assuming he's all good. Um and yeah, the the ending sequence of the match, man, was Swerve ended up getting into it with uh Daddy Ass and uh ref the ref was trying to pull um Keith Lee away and anthony bowens and once he pulled them away billy kicked swerve in the gut and hit him with the fame asser <laughs> threw, uh, th- threw him in the ring bowens hit uh that move on him and <laughs> caster hit the mic drop and that was it man that was it the the acclaimed won the aew world tag team championships man as they celebrated with Daddy ass. Yeah, um, right. It's nuts. I mean, it, it definitely wasn't the moment. It could have been in Chicago, but it, it was great for them nonetheless, man. You'll love to see it. 100%. 100%, man. So, at the end of this, I really love Swerve's uh, facial reactions. He absolutely looked heartbroken mm-hmm. that he lost love the tag it. titles. Same thing with same thing with Keith. Swerve more of looked shocked as to where Keith Lee looked more like heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Swerve but, was like, "Damn, how the fuck did they beat us?" You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Swerve, Swerve definitely looked definitely looked a little ticked off, and Keith Lee just looked utterly heartbroken as they stood on top of the ramp. But nonetheless, man, it was really good, and I'm very happy for these two. Uh, Hell these two, yeah always been uh one of my favorite homegrown teams in in aew um and it's it's just great to see them work their way up uh the the whole entire card man i'm very happy for them definitely man definitely so happy crazy to see where they started i remember i was watching a clip on like their first entrance they weren't even called the acclaimed yet and now look at them bruh that's just crazy they were just Bowens and Caster. The That's five when I hated them. Anthony Bowens mm-hmm. and Platinum Max. I remember yeah. at that point I hated them. And then they grew on me and then they grew on everybody. Yep. So, yep. crazy, man. Good for them, man. Good for them. You love to see this shit like that. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, Yeah, they, they, um, yeah, I'm very happy for them. And, um, yeah, it just is a great moment. Uh, I just wish we would have been there for it. I wish they would have just did it then. But mm-hmm. regardless, it was still a really good moment, man. And yeah, uh, it's it's definitely definitely crazy. Uh, I remember uh, specifically watching episodes of Dark just to see the the funny shit that Max Caster was gonna say every week in front of a oh, yeah. you know crowd a capacity of zero. And uh, him just doing these raps, and you could hear fucking Taz just dying laughing on the commentary desk. I mean, it came a long way, man. We've came a long way, and yeah, mm-hmm. just super, super happy for these guys. They deserve it 100%. Definitely, man. Definitely. 
after this, we get this segment backstage with FTR. God. And the Gun Club. The oh. Ass Boys. Daddy Asses Kids. F- um, they, uh, Lexi, Morrissey's girlfriend, asked them how they felt about the acclaimed winning the tag titles. And they said, you know, congratulations to them. They deserve it. But they've been number one contender since April. And they haven't got a shot. You know. This is why these fucking rankings make no sense. They got all these belts. They got Mm -hmm. all these fucking belts. And there's been all these different teams to challenge for the... For the for the for the uh, for the tag titles since then, okay. doesn't all FTR have to come out do come out and do is say we want the shot because we're number one contenders? Literally, bro. Like that's why these rankings make no sense. It doesn't. We literally said this shit from the jump, bro. Me and you mm-hmm. were the only fucking people on YouTube saying it, man. Um, let alone YouTube, we're like the only podcaster saying this shit, bro. Rankings do not work in a wrestling capacity. You no. have to let the story lead you. You can't and... lead with rankings because the shit'll make no sense. With the Young exactly. Bucks, it made sense, but who the hell wants to see the Acclaim versus FTR? They're two over as fuck babyface teams. Who the who's gonna they play? Literally evil? can't do exactly. You can't even do that match, like man. I've heard rumors that even AEW has given up on the ranking system. I mean, we could all tell the fuck, but like, huh. um, but like, it's just pointless, bro. It's just pointless yeah. as hell. No, you don't need a point, uh, ranking system. Um, like, dude, imagine how, con- like, let's say they still used it, which they really don't anymore. Imagine how confusing that would be for the mid card division or just the men's division. I'm number one. Um, I could go for the world, I could go for the TNT, I could go for the All-Atlantic, like, bruh, what? And, uh, Trios, I don't think is is yet technically its own, like, division division, mm-hmm. so I don't think there's rankings for trios, you know what I mean? But there'd be, like, fucking ten people at a time, yeah. you know what I mean? So, how do you, how would you dictate those rankings, you know what I mean? Right. Like, right. it it's just a bad system. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, so the gun club come up and they start making fun of FTR's name. They say, yeah. I, I can't remember, they said a lot of things, but I remember mm-hmm. one of the things was, FT, are we losing our momentum? Damn. Damn. One of the, th- oh, what was the one thing they said? Uh, I was talking about complaining, even though they didn't. Uh, they made some joke about them, like, complaining about, like, not getting title shots or not being focused or whatnot, even though FTR literally didn't complain. They made one of those shots. I, I vaguely remember it. How about this one, man? Yeah, no. FT, are we taking illegal phone calls from Paul Levesque? <laughs> How about that, man? No. Well, they're not taking. They're getting the illegal phone calls. They ain't taking it. FD, are we getting illegal phone calls from Paul Levesque? <laughs> like, bruh, the tri- if I was a man, let Triple H call my phone. I'm calling the feds, bruh. 
the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, hell no, bro. I'm going to say, I know y'all busy with that GTA hacker, but y'all got to check this shit out. He, he contract tampering. The oh, fuck, man. bro. I'm sending that shit to Judge Judy. The fuck? FT, are we going back to WWE to lose to the Usos? Exactly. How about that? Who would? Yeah, man. Um, So they just made fun of FTR's name and then they just walked away. One of the, probably the most pointless thing ever. Um, Literally. Uh, this next segment, man. Ugh, oh, my God. Wheeler Yuta. They sent that man out there to die. Bro, I, I was, that was, you literally just took the words out of my mouth. They man. sent Wheeler Yuta out there to fucking die. Mm-hmm. Bro. So not only does one Blackpool Combat Club member really end up winning out of the night, which was John Moxley, mm-hmm. if you aren't living under a rock. Danielson lost. Claudio lost. Wheeler could have been saved tonight. Mm-hmm. But they sent him out there asking him about the main event on the stage. Like, First what? of all, how the, why the fuck are you asking him? And second of all, bro, this is one of your up-and-coming guys through the summer that you've built up in the early part of, of 2022. Mm-hmm. And you send MJF out there to verbally destroy him and expose all of his weakness live on television literally bruh like come on i was not not at all a fucking fan of this as soon as i seen mjf come out i said why the fuck are they doing this because i knew exactly what was about to happen i knew Mm -hmm. he was going because wheeler wheeler can't really talk wheeler can't really talk and and we know this i mean i mean he can but He's not like he's gonna look like a fool out there with Max. Like it's just Oh yeah. He's gonna look like a fucking fool. And my lord, did he look like a fool. Bro. Mm-hmm. This was not this was not not good. I mean it it was I mean it was entertaining um from 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 just watching MJF, but like if you take a step back and look at what's happening here Wheeler Yuta just got absolutely fucking embarrassed. Absolutely mm-hmm. embarrassed. For no reason. There. For no reason whatsoever. For no reason whatsoever. I don't know who the fuck thought this was a good idea, but it, it wasn't. Because, you know, just because MJF is back doesn't mean you get to uh, abandon Nicolette ship. You know everybody. what I mean? Exactly. exactly. You get to abandon ship on these guys that you built up while he was gone. You know what I mean? I mean... Wheeler Yuta, you know, is another guy who you put in the Blackpool Combat Club because they couldn't get Garcia, and mm-hmm. now it kind of seems like they want Garcia, and they've been taking a step back on Wheeler Yuta, and he just hasn't really been able to shine Dang. like he 
used to, man. And yeah. He is... He also is another victim of the, the AEW theme song problem. Oh, really? Shit's ass. I think that's... <laughs> That shit, that shit ass, bro. I don't know what the fuck that shit is. I, I think that's another thing that is kind of like, not, I think that's another thing that's kind of, you know, I think if you had a killer theme song, I, I think a lot more people would, would You know what type of theme song would fit you to, bro? Some like, um, the, the good BT theme song, some along that vibe, I think would be perfect for you to. The good what? Uh, the B, you know, B team from that fucking theme song. Oh, Battle Scars. Yeah, Ooh. that would, something like that would be perfect for you to. That really would be heat for you to, man. Too bad that's a it fucking licensed yeah, song that WWE used for fucking two months and switched it with some garbage. That. B team, B team, go, go, go. Why the fuck would you replace Battle Scars with that, man? That shit don't make sense, bro. Man, if I was TK, I'd, I'd be trying to buy that shit from him. I'd go to CFL. Hey, bro, I'm trying to buy this track from y'all. Seriously. <laughs> bro just pulls up with a duffel bag full of money. Yeah, I'm, I'm buying this track. <laughs> I want to fucking Jimmy Crockett and the McMahons combined. The fuck? Jimmy <laughs> I can still see Jimmy him Buff. saying that too. He would fuck it up too. Yeah, well, uh, more money than, Jim. than Jimmy Crockett. <laughs> Jimmy fucking, Jimmy fucking, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> he would, bro. He would fuck it up. Don't want to TK. Oh, man. No, man. Uh, seriously, though. They absolutely sent this motherfucker out here to die. Oh, and MJF yeah. comes out there fucking dancing on one leg. Looking like a damn fool. <laughs> Um, he says to Wheeler Yuta, something along the lines of, uh, you know, these are my devil worshippers. These people think of me as a god. Um, these people think of me as a god. And one thing I like about this, like, MJF return is he's, like, using the fact that he's over to almost, like, still, like, look down and, like, look down on uh yeah fans with like you idiots love me you yeah do like, you eat up anything i do i like that i like what he what he turned it into definitely definitely bro so he you know he talks about uh i can't even remember what wheeler yuda said to him he he sounded like an idiot though he sounded oh, yeah. like a, he sounded like a pure idiot um he he was just just saying random shit to him. Meanwhile, Max is telling him, you know, you could hang out with Danielson and your brain's gonna turn to mush and you can hang out with Mox and you're gonna be an alcoholic or maybe you could go hang out with Regal and he could teach you how to pop pills. And that's like, when fucking Yuda snapped and I was like, bro, what? Yeah, and then and then Yuda hit him, and then Morrissey came out, and they just beat the shit out of him, man. I mean, literally, like, what was the point of all that? What did that accomplish for anybody? Exactly, nothing, bro. You could have literally just had MJF go out there and cut a heel promo on New York, you know, just something like that. 
Or you could just send any idiot out there that you don't care about. Fucking send... Of all the times you don't use fucking Tony Nese. Yeah, that fucking loser is perfect for that. Embarrass his job or ass. Somebody. Embarrass the um, fucking gun club. No, exactly. They're technically aligned in a way. Never mind. I mean, there's somebody. Send fucking Peter Avalon out there or something. Exactly, somebody. Some fucking not not Wheeler Yuta. No, this 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 was abs this was absolutely absolutely unacceptable, man. I mean you built this dude up and, and and you put him in a promo battle against Max, knowing that you are throwing him to the wolves, bro. You are willingly throwing him to the wolves, and it does Literally. not look good at all. You know, I don't understand. I don't understand how how you expect, you know, these guys these guys to grow any if if you send them out there to get fucking embarrassed. Exactly. Wheeler Judo, yeah. when you were bringing him up, looked like a badass. The mm-hmm. Blackpool Combat Club wasn't out there embarrassing him. They were. He was out there holding his own against those guys. You know, that's what got him over because it looked like. He could stand toe-to-toe with Brian. He could stand toe-to-toe mm-hmm. with Moxley. He sent him out there with MJF and he gets fucking obliterated. Like, what? Where's the correlation yeah, there? Don't make sense. That ain't the same Wheeler Yuta from a couple months ago. I don't believe it. No. Not at all. Not at all. So, yeah. That was it, bro. I was not at all... I was not at all a fan of this segment. I thought no. they made him look like a blithering idiot. And for uh, no good reason. For no good reason. Um, next was uh, Pac versus Orange Cassidy. This one was... Mid. It was alright, I guess. Yeah. Definitely the it, weakest of all our matches. Yeah, the one at Revolution stands nuts. above this. Um, mm-hmm. So, Pac and uh, Pac and, and Orange Cassidy, uh, yeah. They, I mean, they put on they put on an okay match. I mean, it wasn't nothing too crazy. It wasn't nothing mm-hmm. too crazy. Um, obviously, the uh, regular, you know, Orange Cassidy spurts where Pac doesn't really see him coming, and Orange just starts going nuts. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless. Uh, Pac ends up making his way out of the ring, grabs the hammer that rings the bell, and Orange Cassidy goes out there and he hits him with it, rolls him in the ring, and pins him. And that was yeah. It, it was really it, it, it was honestly it was honestly pretty pretty weak if you ask me. It, w- it was definitely not the best of their encounters, and I definitely don't like how Pac has to cheat against a guy like Orange Cassidy. No, I mean I get I the really point of. That. I get the Make. point of he's he he underestimated him, but dude, Pac underestimated him in 2020, and he still put him away. You know, so I mean, why can't he do the same? Exactly, it was literally just a cop out to put the to put the championship um, or to prolong the you know feud between the championship feud between these two. Exactly, could have just waited to do the match even more. Something, I don't know, man. Just not not that, bro. I really did not like that ending of that match. I thought yeah. that shit was lame as hell. 
thought it was, didn't really make sense for Pac to do. And Pac, Pac ain't the type of guy I want to see cheat, bruh. I like that. Not against Orange Cassidy. Definitely not. Definitely not, man. Um, And next, we got the AEW Women's Championship match. Man, oh man. The Fatal 4-Way for the women's title. Uh, Tony Storm versus Athena versus Britt Baker versus Serena Deeb. Bruh. Um, this match was okay. Like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't bad. bad. Just yeah. a um, match. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty much just your average, just your average match. And Brit. Okay. So <laughs> there's two things I really want to talk about with this match. So first things first. Britt ended up getting a, a bloodied nose and was, uh, and was, uh, you know, taking everybody out towards the end of the match. She was taking out Deeb and Athena, and she rolls up Tony Storm. Tony Storm reverses the roll up, rolls her up, and then Britt is just, and then Britt loses like that. First things first, and mind you, Britt has a bloody nose, no blood dripping everywhere all down her face. First of all, first of all, this is the this is the very first thing. So that happens, and then Britt Baker just starts beating the shit out of everybody. She literally like she's just starts Brock. She just starts beating the shit out of everybody after the match, after she lost. And she's beating up Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter comes out. Huge pop. She gets in the ring. She literally does the same thing she did, I think, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Where she's she's in the ring with, um, she's in the ring with, uh, you know, she's in the ring with Britt. She's got Britt to her left and Tony to her right. And she's looking at him. And then she just hits Tony. I, like, it's like lame as fuck, bro. Honestly, like who, like dude, that's not that that's that's not really, it's not really what I think of when no I more. think of, of of compelling. Exactly. What do you like? What? what What's the, the fuck? point? What's the point of a little fucking beef if it's not gonna culminate to anything right now? Just do it now, and, bro, Bruce Baker really trying hard. She was like smearing the blood on herself. Like, bro, you ain't that cool right now. You're annoying. Everyone needs a break from you. Just please step back out of the spotlight for two minutes. Please. Honestly. Honestly, bro. Like, bro, you ain't <clears throat> Becky Lynch. You no, are not you ain't. Becky Lynch in 2018. I promise you that. So first things first. And I was going to tweet this out, but then my focus immediately shifted Same. to what happened after the match. Tony Storm, the AEW Women's Champion... Cannot get a clean victory over Britt Baker. And when I say clean, I mean not a roll-up. She yeah, has just, to roll Britt Baker up. When, when she Tony has a Storm, broken nose. Not broken nose, but bloody nose. Gushing yeah, blood. She, she, she's all bloodied. And and besides, you're telling me that Tony Storm, who is ten times as talented as Britt Baker, cannot... Mm-hmm. Ca- cannot uh 
hit the Storm Zero on her or the Storm Breaker or whatever it's called. And, I mean, really? Really? Come on now. Don't, don't, man. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is, Britt Baker yet again has to just take out the field and just stand tall at the end of all of this. Yeah. How fucking lame is that, man? How lame and how, uh, what's the word, formulaic is that? I so... feel like we've been watching the same shit for the past four fucking weeks every single time we watch Britt Baker. Either she wins and she beats the hell out of everybody, or she loses, but either she doesn't get pinned, or she gets pinned in some whack-ass way, like a roll-up, and wins the match. Same cycle, bruh. Come on, bro. Tired of it, bruh. I'm tired of Brit, bruh. Just get her off TV for a minute. Please. It it'll do just... It'll do your TV some favor. It really will. It really will at this point. I mean... The... And then, and then the third thing. So, let's continue. They're all standing there, you know, hugging because, you know, Jamie Hayter showed her loyalty back to Brit, as if anybody wants to fucking see that. Um, she, and what scares me about Jamie Hayter is when she breaks up from Britt Baker, is she going to get the same spotlight that oh, she no. got? with Brit. That's one thing that's scaring me about Jamie because mm -hmm. Brit's ne I don't feel like Brit's ever going to let her or if it, if she does it's going to be for a while. I don't really think she's ever going to let Jamie really have the spotlight. No, god no. It's going to be like the Charlotte and um, Becky situation. The other one doesn't want to yeah. have the spotlight that she has, so she's going to block it or try to take it or all that petty shit, bro. And it's going to suck to see, because that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So, Britt's standing there, and she puts her gloves on, and she wipes yeah. the blood off her face, and she starts fucking smearing it all over her stomach. And all of a sudden, you just hear this riff start playing. And you just, you know, you hear this riff, and everybody's kind of looking around. Everybody's looking around, and I thought... Originally, um, I had told my dad, because I was watching the show with him, I said, uh, I told him, I said, I think Thunder Rosa's about to come out. And when I heard, like, not Thunder Rosa, our boy Gek, shout out to him if you're watching this, uh, I seen him tweet earlier in the day, uh, speculating, because we had heard earlier in the day that yeah. Paige had talks with AEW, but nobody knows what it was about. And, you know, we'd heard that, so... Once I heard that, um, I, uh, as soon as I heard that, then then I looked over and I was like, oh shit, I think they're about to bring out Paige. And then you just hear, um, you know, the, the little, uh, the riff, you know, starts riffing more. And you just hear, or you just see Soraya on the screen, huge fucking pop. She walks out there, she walks out there, and, um... Let me ask you, Sir Kay. When mm -hmm. Soraya walked out there, who was the woman that she stood face-to-face -face with from the ramp to the ring? Well, you see, the answer should be the Women's World Champion, Tony Storm. But that yeah. isn't the answer, is it? It is 
Can we take a guess? Uh, oh, yeah. Britt Baker. Literally. Bro. Staring at Britt Baker for no fucking reason. When the world champion is, is there, or the women's world champion is there, and you're staring at Britt Baker, why? When, like, bro, I'm staring at the world champion. I ain't staring at mid. Get the fuck out of here. Bro, we brought the uh we brought this point up uh when we were talking about this um just privately to each other. When Walter debuted at mm-hmm. Takeover Cardiff? No, Blackpool. Takeover Blackpool. Blackpool. Takeover Blackpool in January twenty nineteen, when Walter debuted, who did he go face to face with? The champion, Pete Dunn. He didn't go looking at Joe Coffey. When Tommaso Ciampa came back from neck injury in twenty nine in late to, uh, later or mid twenty nineteen, did he go after his old foe, Johnny Gargano, the man he was supposed to face at Takeover New York? No, no. he went after the fucking champion. Exactly, he didn't even look at face. the champion, bro. But he was just looking straight at that title, bro. Because that's is, what matters. It is common sense. She doesn't even have to go for it. Walter no. didn't get his shot till April. So it's not like it's not like they're immediately coming in and it's not like they're immediately coming in and just taking the belt, but it's just the visual. Oh, she's letting she's putting the champ on notice. It doesn't mean she has to go for Tony Storm. No. Tommaso Champa didn't end up getting his shot until I think that January takeover in exactly. January 2020, uh, before the Rumble, bruh. Like, what it? What does Britt Baker have that Soraya n- wants or needs? Nothing. Nothing. Was a fucking nothing. dentist appointment. The fuck, man. I hate that shit, bro. They gotta stop with this Britt Baker shit. It's getting worse by the week, man. By the end of the year, if this shit don't stop, Britt Baker will be hated. The whole fan base will hate her. You might as well fucking release her at the, by the end of the year if if this continues. Because people will hate her that much. I know I will. Yeah. 100%. 100%, man. Um, Britt. This Britt Baker shit needs to stop. And like Please. I said on Friday, this signing is only going to be as great as AEW wants it to be. If they mm-hmm. continue to have Britt Baker step over these women and they have her beat these women and make these women look like less of what they are, does Tony Storm feel important right now? Does Athena feel important? Not to mention what Britt did to her, let alone Jade. Do any of these women, fit? does Mercedes Martinez feel important? Do these women, do any of these women that they have genuinely feel important does thunder rosa had thunder rosa out of her whole entire title run ever feel important no bruh why is she coming down there and looking at brit what does brit baker have that she needs like it makes no sense from a tv standpoint like bro that is not an epic standoff. It's no, I don't like see that. nobody gives it. I'd rather see fucking Paige and Tony Storm. That sounds like the better match on paper. The better pair, not pairing, or like versus. Or 
how hard would it have been if Ruby was a was a women's world champ when I happened? That shit would have been hard as hell. Absolutely. That shit don't make sense, bruh. No, man. Not at all. And from uh from from you know, from that from that standpoint it, it looked absolutely fucking ridiculous it really really did and it really annoyed me as to why and then Paige calls Athena and Tony Storm in the ring and they're hugging like, bro. Hey, meanwhile meanwhile Paige just ran around the ring and then did the this is my house like that shit was badass as fuck this is your house. You ain't sharing this motherfucker with anybody. Why are you in there hugging house? them? Which we'll made which which annoys me because I feel like we're literally just gonna get this like odd woman faction versus Britt Baker's group. Oh, hundred percent. It's gonna be it. It's gonna be fucking Soraya, uh, Athena, Tony, Tony. versus Britt's little group. Yeah, like Bro. why? I don't want to see that shit. Who Nobody the does. Fuck is interested in that. Nobody, not a soul. You know, and if you want Soraya to be Brit's first match, great. But have her go and look at Tony. Have yeah. her go and look at Tony first, and then have her run through Jamie, and then have her run through Brit. Or, or just have her run through Brit, and then and then have her get to Tony. You know what I mean? Or like, bro, this is only going to be as great as AEW will let it be great. Exactly, um, bro. Because Ruby could have been a great signing. We all know how oh, that yeah. turned out. You know Literally. I mean? Um, Mercedes Martinez could have been a wonderful signing. Athena could have been a great signing. Uh, you know. Tony Storm's been solid, you know. I mean, eh. I I feel like I feel like her run, I feel like her I feel like her run is kind of like, oh, she's been doing good, just exactly. out of the lens that she has a championship. Had she not won the championship, what would she have done since Nothing. when early March, March she debuted? I think April maybe. What she do? Nothing. Nothing. So I feel like the fact that she at least is holding a championship kind of saves it a little bit. But, I mean, you got to think, man, had she not won that thing, oh, she'd be nothing anyway. But she she wouldn't, you know, I mean, what would the run have been? So if you're going to sit here and play these fucking games and waste all of our time with Soraya, bro. Dude, the iron is hot. Strike. Mm -hmm. Do not cool her down. And then... Put her in a prime spot a year later because you got a massive hard on for Britt Baker that I do not fucking understand. For Does the not life make of sense. Me. She ain't Does that good. She's she good. She she ain't great, man. She ain't got like that, bro. She no. just don't. No, she doesn't. She doesn't. Um, not good, man. Don't do all this friend bullshit. We're gonna team up and. Take take down evil Brit. Who gives a fuck about Brit? You, there's a champion in this division, and it's not her. There's two of them, and neither of mm -hmm. them are her. Neither. 
Does not make sense. Not at all. <sighs> we got another little Darby cinematic thing. He was dragging a body bag all through the subways in New York. He hops in a cab and says, um, I'm taking them to Arthur Ashe. Uh, planning for the House of Black's funeral. Which actually probably could be. Yeah, ironic. Be, well, man. maybe. Maybe not from what Logan was telling us about Malachi Black's live. So maybe not. We'll, we'll oh, have shit. to see. I didn't even see that. Malachi Black said he isn't leaving AEW, and we will see him back and see, we'll see him back in AEW in a couple months. Oh! Yeah, he's nice. just on live talking about, like, he was talking about dirt sheets and how they're wrong and shit. Wrong. The dark sheets. <laughs> the damn dark sheets. The hell. <sighs> I better. Oh, that is such a weight lift off my shoulders. I've been waiting to rant about this shit with you guys. Real shit, bro. <laughs> damn. Um, bro, that shit's just been lingering in my soul since Wednesday. Um, it was so hard not to bring it up on Friday, but man, I was like, ah, it's going to make for a good unscripted rant. Well, that's good. I'm. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, did he discuss? Did he discuss the reports that came out today that people in WWE said that he wants to come back? Yeah, I think I'm guessing that's why he went live because that that story is probably like his breaking point of the dirt sheets. If that is bullshit, so. I, yeah, I I was listening though. I was like, I knew he was live, but you know we're live, so I'm not just about to blast that shit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Logan, you you are correct. We covered that on Friday. Meltzer said that she hasn't wrestled, but it, it looks like she could be because she is refing in her, um, in her uh, family's promotion, and the stigma was before that she couldn't. Um, the the stigma was before that she couldn't even get physical. So the fact that she's gonna be you know running around being a ref and having a you know oh, yeah. crawl she... down on her stomach to count uh, and you know stuff like that, I, I think, I think soon enough. Um, I, I think soon enough. I really want to watch this live. Where is where does he go live? Twitch or YouTube? Uh, in, or... Oh, it was a, it was an Instagram live. I think it's oh, over now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Somebody will post it on YouTube. Oh, you know it. People post the fuck out that shit. Wow. Well, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, just good be shitting on him, bro. Yeah. It, that is one of the worst things in the world, man, when people just try to throw dirt on your name. Um, oh, I'd be so, pissed. Yeah. I'd be talking all types of shit about the business. <laughs> I'd bring up Marty. Fuck it. Man. Did he bring up, did he bring up Mike and that white powder that was on the cover? <laughs> He was in NXT at the time. He could have been at that party. The former NXT talent. He could have been. That is NAW. He could be that. I feel like... No, Andrade was on the main roster at the time, I think. Andrade was too busy with uh, Mommy. He was too busy with Mommy. Even though I could see him doing that shit. <laughs> I could, bro. He's he got it for him, man. Party guy. He could have, man. He's got ties to the cartel. He could be the plug. I mean, there's no Ric Flair. Who the fuck? Imagine he knows. You know Ric Flair does that shit. His old white ass. You know he does that shit. This He probably gets it from. Who knows? 
<clears throat> so, in the main event, brings us to the main event, and we have Moxley versus Danielson for the AEW World Championship, man. The end of the finals of the Tournament of Champions. Hell yeah. Um, this, this match was okay. Uh, it yeah, wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't nothing, you know, insane, but it, it was, it was really good. For, it was really good, uh, for what it was, man. I, I really, I really hate, I really hate how, I really hate how, you know, John Moxley puts on good matches, bro, but people try to make him sound like he is fucking the Miz in the ring, bro. I know, like, bro, bro, guy, he bro does shit. Bad. No, he ain't nearly that bad. No. The fuck? No. Like, obviously he's not like a Brian Danielson or some shit, yeah. but I don't expect him to fucking be. He's John Moxley. He's people, cool. People, people try to, exactly, bro. People tried to do that shit with uh, Bobby Roode, too, uh, um, back when he mm. was in NXT. Remember, bro, people used to try to talk about Bobby Roode like he like he was, like he was just horrible talking. in the ring. Yeah, like he was Enzo or some like, shit. Bro, he ain't that bad. Come on now. You acting like he like, Braun Strowman in the ring. Like People bruh. are just saying that to themselves, bro. Yeah. Braun runs fast. So, so, yeah, right? I fucking hope so. That's all you got. Um, yeah, man. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why people do that. I don't know why people no, do that. But no clue. People try to make John Moxley sound. Ooh, they try to make him sound bad. Uh, however, this match was. Uh, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing crazy. Um, uh, that's another thing I kind of feel where like the bar is with professional wrestling fans nowadays. Like, if if I feel like to a lot of fans. If you aren't fucking Will Ospreay, you You're, suck. You suck. Yeah. It's like, what? That yeah, shit that don't make right. sense. And I'm right. Yeah, I mean, if you aren't jumping around doing 730s and 940s in the ring, <laughs> yeah. you, you suck. In your ass. Like, yeah. Hmm? MJF sitting up there with his damn casino chip, just looking at the match, watching them. Um, kind of you know, a little predictable, kind of, that he wasn't going to cash in, like, they kind of... Implied uh, he can? It. Yeah. <clears throat> I would have really liked, if he wasn't going to cash it in here, if the announcer, if he would have left the skybox, like, midway through the match. Yeah, that would have been interesting. And then, and then he didn't come out. It was kind of just like a, a tease or whatever, or maybe they hit his music at the end of the show, but he never comes out. And the crowd just heals up on them as they go off the air or something, something like that. But yeah, I don't know. This match though, this match was uh, uh, to to be a hundred percent honest, very shocking. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. This match was very very shocking. John Moxley put Danielson on his stomach uh, and got him in a sleeper hold and. Won the match. John Moxley yeah. won the match. So, pretty much AEW's just been telling you the past couple weeks that Mox is going to win. And, you know, they've uh, we've already started the feud with him and MJF. So Man, they did, man. I did not expect that. That shocked the fuck out of me. 
I mean, good for Mox, definitely, but it, I was just shocked, bro. I did not expect that. And it kind of show, goes to show the direction they're going that I think relatively soon MJF is going to win that thing because I feel like when they give it to Brian, they want they want the world title to be open when they give it to Brian, so they're not obligated to give it to somebody else in a couple months, you know what I mean? Not say that they're, it's like a burden, but it's just, I think they would want, want a guy like Danielson to have like a free reign. Long run. Yeah. Yeah. Just a long reign of just people to face. No, but, um, maybe it'll, I think it'll all make sense in the end. It was just shocking in the moment. Yes, it was, it was very shocking. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, to be 100% honest, the more intriguing story is definitely Mox and MJF. Uh, you know, exactly. Because that's what they've been building to. And, extra case said, I, I'm... I'm pretty I'm I'm actually okay mm-hmm. with Mox winning. I thought that it would have been really nice to see Danielson win, but I also want Danielson to get a real run. But I hope exactly. Danielson isn't too selfless to not, not want to it. give himself Exactly. One. Exactly, but he's got he's gotta be willing to win, man, which is a funny thing to say, but he's gotta be willing to win. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody will ever look at him as selfish. Ever, he will always have a legacy as one of the most selfless guys ever in the business. Um, exactly, and and you know he deserves his moment too, and he deserves to be AEW champion, man. Um, and everybody wants to see it, so mm-hmm. I do think we'll see it eventually. I do think we'll see it eventually, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, man. So that was Definitely. that was the week of uh, AEW Dynamite Rampage scene. AEW crowning number a, another number one contender in Hangman Page. I don't know why they would do that when you already have a number one contender on the table with Max, like, but Hangman Page wins this Casino Battle Royal, and uh, there you go. I guess he has a title shot. I don't know if it. Uh, I don't know how that's going to work because NJF has a title shot, but who knows, man? Who knows? And I mean, since you ain't doing shit with the TNT title, to have that battle royal to be for uh, shotting it for the TNT title, make that feel important. And you don't need a contender for the world title? Don't make sense, man. Eddie Kingston beat Sammy Guevara, but then the ref overturned it because Kingston was very heated. Um, oh. Hook and Action Bronson defeated uh, Matt Menard and Angelo Parker. Cool hand, Ange. The, well, we'll go over that one last. Jungle Boy defeated Ray Phoenix and was a very good Rampage match. And... Um, Christian and Luchasaurus came out and attacked him afterwards. War Joe won their tag title match. Please stop it. Book him correctly. Please. He's champion. Trina turned on Diamante uh, after Jade beat her and aligned herself with Jade and the baddies. Oh, my God. Oh, so no. shocking. No. I'm devastated. Next. Ricky Starks. Beat Powerhouse Hobbs with 
the Rochambeau on a ton of mm. chairs. I don't understand why this couldn't have been on Dynamite Grand yeah. Slam. Uh, I really don't like how these guys have gotten little to no spotlight when Ricky Starks has been saying on television for the past however many months, he is tired of waiting for his spotlight because he believes his time is now. Exactly, bruh. Exactly. And that entrance was hard as hell from, from that man. Yeah. And the House of Black lose to Sting and Darby Allen. God damn. Like, it makes sense since Black is going away. You give the win to the people who are here still. But damn. It's just a damn. And what didn't help was the great Muda came out. The and the... <laughs> Damn. The Great Muda came out, and they just pretty much kind of just not embarrassed the House of Black, but they just kind of shrugged them off, man. Yeah, just shrugged them to the side, man. Sucks to see, man. It really does. But hopefully with what Malachi said, it'll be better if he does come back, which I guess he might, man. I hope so. Oh, man. Logan was the Great Mid. Logan was crying when Trina turned on Diamante. Can you believe it? Saying, that shit broke my heart. I really couldn't did. believe it. She just pushed her down. <laughs> she and she just Jake laid Atlas down. Pushes. She said, The fuck? That ain't right, bro. I can't explain the joke, too. I was going to add to it, but um, I had to it. Gotta fucking delete my Twitter. Um. I don't think anything happened on SmackDown other than a really good blood uh, Bloodline promo. Um, yeah, a really good Bloodline promo. I'm definitely starting to mess with this group a lot more. I have to be 100% honest with you guys. I'm starting to mess with this group a lot more. Not that I didn't. I was explaining this to one of our friends. Mm -hmm. It's not that I never really didn't like Roman Reigns. Because as a matter of fact, I loved Roman Reigns in the beginning of his run. I just oh, thought... Oops. It grew incredibly stale. stale with the repetitive booking. Uh, but as for Roman, I think he's great. I think he's great yeah. in the ring. I think he's a great promo. And like I said, his stuff with Jey Uso... Was fire. St honestly, still to this day, is the best stuff we've seen on the main roster since. It was just oh, 100%. solid shit, bro. He was that was really just great good. shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's not, yeah, I mean, it's not like that, it's not that I don't like Roman, cause, that's, that's not the truth, it's just, I just don't like how, A, he's barely there, and he has both of these belts, and B, they just book him so repetitive, in my honest opinion, I, I think, oh, you yeah. know, there was a point where, uh, and, and I hope Triple H, Triple H seems like he's doing a lot better with him, though, cause... He, he seems like, in a lot of his promos, he seems like he's a little more of himself, and he can be cool. Yeah, you know? exactly. And people like him, and he's not just this... Acknowledge just, me. Yeah, just the same... Just, he's just... Uh, I feel he's like with Vince... Point. Yeah, I feel like with Vince for a while, he was honestly just a catchphrase, kind of. Exactly, like, 
Insert city, acknowledge me. That's all he was, man. But now you can tell he was having fun with Sami Zayn in that segment yeah. when he was like, and he has. Why are you wearing this? Exactly. You could tell he's having fun with this, and that's what matters. Um, Roman is <clears throat> Roman is a lot like Brock, where when they're having fun, we're having fun. You can put Randy in there too. I was that's who I thought you were. Gonna I was just about to say you can put Randy, Brock, and Roman all in that. When they're having fun, it's great. When they ain't. My God, are they the most boring people on the planet? Especially fucking Orton. That motherfucker is <laughs> goddamn boring. Holy fuck. Oh, man. Oh, I'd rather man. be at work. <laughs> oh, God, bro. Oh, man. That Orton and Alexa stuff? Mm. Holy shit. Dude, sleep. Oh, man. That shit was ass. That man, Orton. Bro, that man. That man Orton ain't having the time of his life. Hey, we suffering, bro. That shit is ass. Seriously, bro. <laughs> so, Roman says to Sami Zayn, he says, I want you to take that shirt off. And Sami Zayn is standing on one side of the ring, and Jimmy, Jay, Roman, and Solo are standing on the other side of the ring. And Roman says, why are you wearing... Or he finished his promo, and then he lo- and then he says, hold on a minute. Why are you wearing that shirt? And Sammy's just like, what? Oh. And he's just like not saying anything, but he's like got his arms up like, dude, like, I'm not going to fucking hurt you. Yeah. Chill, bro. So Roman's like, why are you wearing that shirt? Take it off. And and Sammy Zane's just like not taking it off. He's just looking at him like, what? So Roman's telling him, I'm not going to tell you again. Take the shirt off. So Jay starts ripping the fucking shirt <laughs> off his body. Um, and... Roman tells him, he said, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to see you in that shirt ever, ever again. And, and Sammy's just like looking all confused. Like, Everyone's all sad and shit. And then Roman says, you're never going to wear that shirt ever again because I got you a new one. He tosses him the shirt and it says, it's pretty much the one D one and done Uso shirt. Yeah. But it says SZ honorary Uso. <laughs> the fuck, bruh. Bruh, and, bro? And uh he does his stupid little handshake with Jimmy. Jay sitting over there like what? Pissed. No. That man's pissed. Bro, he was really going through it. He really was. Bro was bro angry as hell. Bro been waiting to rip that shirt off his ass, bro. Bro was marking out in his head. So <laughs> So he says to Sammy, is there anything you have to say? Sammy says, I acknowledge you, tribal chief. And he hugs okay. him, and Roman's fucking laughing, and he, like, hugs him back with one arm, and the crowd fucking pops huge. I'm oh, enjoying yeah. this, bro. This is the, mm-hmm. this is the, 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 this is that kick in the ass that the group needed. So has been great. Sammy Zane's been great, and Roman looks like he's having a lot more fun on TV doing this. Exactly. Because it's an actual story to tell, not just this opponent isn't acknowledging me, so I must beat them by having my tag team uh, help me win. Now, it was that for like a year and a fucking half, and now it's interesting yeah. again, which you like to see. Yeah, because now we have the Sami Zayn factor into all mm-hmm. of this, and that is exactly. a very, very interesting component. Um. Yeah, and besides, 
they, the way they keep advertising it, it seems like Roman's going to be on SmackDown this week, too. So, what a difference it makes when you show up. Exactly. Wow. You could produce good TV. Yeah. Raw. 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 Raw opens tonight with um, damage control. And Bianca Belair and friends. God. And they're talking about how, you know, uh, hell, I can't even remember what Bianca was, was saying before damage control got out there, but it was, uh, Bianca was just talking about how, you know, she can't beat her by herself and whatnot, and Damage Control comes out there, and they start talking about how, uh, Bailey starts talking about how Bianca wouldn't have any of her accomplishments if, if Bailey was there, and, uh, and Bianca says, well, I main evented WrestleMania when you were there, and where were you? Kind of a stab that she was, uh, not even hosting the show, or she was no. a co-host, or something like that, or she was, like, trying to be the host. Yeah, that was like the thing or something. Horrible. So, yeah, this ended up turning into... Uh, it was honestly a very forgettable promo. I don't know... Like, I don't know what it is. But, like... Something just, like, feels... Like, kind of a little off. With, like, this feud. It or, needs like, actual mm -hmm. opponents for damage control. They don't have a real thing to go against to just champion and other people on the roster like to be honest if they didn't have sasha and naomi to to do this they they shouldn't have done done this that was the only like verses they could have really done with this group that's what i was gonna say i, I thought it would have been really nice to do bianca sasha and naomi i think that would have made this a hell of a lot more a lot better mm-hmm um, it would have gave it a reason, but now it's kind of just, they're just assholes on TV for yeah, no I reason. Mean, I mean, if, I mean, WWE was kind of in this thing of, like, doing, like, these women's factions. And I think, you know, there, I think there's definitely some, some cool groups you could have did. You could have did, uh, the, you could have did the, well, only two of them are really serviceable, but, you know, some kind of, like, four horse women you know, yeah, something like that. The MMA four horse women, or you could have, you could have did something. But like, or I honestly think this would, I honestly think this would be a lot better if maybe it was Bianca and Becky, because there's like a story yeah. there, and then Oscar's there as well, because you know Becky respects Oscar. Mm -hmm. But uh, Alexa Bliss is kind of just like, I don't, I don't I, like, I don't know, I don't know, like something just feels off with like this group and this feud. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying the group is bad or they need to break no. up or anything, but it's just like, it's just purposeless right now. Yeah. There's no direction. There's no drive. Yeah. It's just they just come out on TV every week and cut a promo. It's like, what's the point of the group? What's the point of all this? Do something. Exactly. Exactly. So this ends up. Uh, turning into Bianca versus Io Sky 
which oh. Bianca would then defeat her. Damn, uh, that group is just a bunch of losers, too. That's something that really dude. doesn't help. I, which is so weird, because it's so unlike Triple H. I'm telling you, that man. Dude, like, on, like what are you doing? on NXT, on NXT, bro, like, and look, I get, man, like, I'm completely fine. I'm completely fine with, with Triple H. I'm completely fine with Triple H, you know, drawing blanks. It mm -hmm. happens. You know what I mean? We all I mean, do it. you you come up with a decision that is just ass, and you take the L, mm -hmm. you take it on the chin, bro. It's what it is. You take the L on that. But when you're doing things that aren't even considered an L, it's just considered something so unlike you. Like, I know. It's just like, is, why? That is so unlike Triple H to ever, 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 ever. Have his champion lose on television. That is so yeah. weird to me. Like, dude, you like that was like one of the, that was one of the like, that was one of the main things NXT fans used to use against like wrestling fans that were like didn't watch NXT against the main roster. Like, you watch the main roster and all these fucking champions lose like there's like, like there's no tomorrow. Thing. Exactly. But on NXT. Every single champion literally would not lose unless they got screwed over or they lost in the match where they lost the title. Yep. And they were That's just so be. protected. They were so protected in their role. And he does it to this group so much. It is so weird. But it, the, the real weird part is on the other side of the coin, you have Bobby Lashley, you have Walter, you have these guys that he's protecting. But then you like, have Dakota Kai and EO Sky who just lose so much. They literally, lose bro. So it's like, much. it's like, why? What is the point? I, I, I don't get it, bro. They a bunch of losers, and it's just they got to switch something about that group really quickly, man, because it's it's going slowly, slowly down the hill, and you don't want it to get to the end. Yeah. Because yeah, you'll end um, up with a guy like Lance Loser, who that's what we refer to him as. That, that's that's another that's that's another that's another great point. Uh, Durante says, "Question: Has Rhea had any women's matches lately? No, she's, she's too busy, busy uh, clapping it up with Dominic." Um, yep. Yeah, L Logan describes it perfectly. He says, "Damage control isn't bad, but it isn't really good either." I mean, yeah, it's just there. Yeah. Just a thing that happens on TV every week, and it's just like, oh, damage control segment. Durante says, why the fuck did Dakota Kai come back? I will tell you why. Because uh, her, and Tony Khan, her and Tony Khan didn't get out of the, I think, the first stages of an agreement. No. Yeah. Plus, I, I wouldn't want to go there to be fucking third to anything with Britt. If I'm, if, honestly, if I'm not a name like Soraya... I'm probably not going to AEW because Soraya, the one thing she's got on her side, her name value and what she's done for women's wrestling is Million far times. superior from mm -hmm. anything Britt Baker could ever do. But Exactly. But I mean, yeah, man, is I don't know. It's and like I said, that's another thing that doesn't help, man. He just has these two excessively lose. And I mean 
you know, he had Bianca lose at Clash at the Castle, but it took a triple team to beat her. You know what I mean? But exactly with, 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 I mean, the other two, man, they just excessively lose, man. They're losers. They are, bro. There's a group of losers, man. It's like, how can I rule for somebody who just loses like that? When And it's not the point of their character either. They're just, they just happen to lose a lot. It's yeah, like, I mean, they're not, they're not going through a redemption storyline. They just came back. Like, what's the fucking excuse, man? Don't make sense, bro. I really don't. <sighs> Not at all. Not at all. Seth Rollins cuts a promo about how he will be the king of the fight pit and everyone will be singing his song. And yeah, he, he just, you know, he just cut a promo fight selling the fight pit match. Um, yeah. You know, that was it. Um, that was it. And for that, it was, it was solid. It was solid. Hell yeah. Um, after this, we got a Rey Mysterio versus Seth freaking Rollins match. <laughs> Rey was on the outside towards the end of the match. This was this was a really solid match. Um, this was a really solid match. And uh, before this, Rey was talking to Kevin Patrick about what it means to be a father. Now he knows that Dominic is still in there. Dude, um, it's not a fucking symbiote. He's a person. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah, there was also a segment where uh, Finn was trying to talk to AJ. And for one week, until the end of the show, Judgment Day didn't look like a band of fucking weirdos. Wow. They, were talking, they were talking like humans. They wow. were, they, bro, it, it was, it was mind boggling. I was like, wow, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say the group had to break up as much as I do if they just acted like this, if they didn't look like fucking emo weirdos weirdos. every week. AEW fans, just a bunch of emo fucking weirdos. It it seems like everybody's coming into their own, and then Dominic's there. He's not really like a nuisance to the group, but he doesn't really add anything. He's literally just there for like Rhea Ripley jokes. Literally, bro. It's like, bro, what's the point of all this? I think the, group, the I think I think this week the group would have made a massive improvement had he not been there. Because like I said, he's not really a nuisance. Like it's not like, well, this group would be this group would be a lot cooler if he wasn't there. It's almost like you don't notice he's there. He's yeah, that's there. There, mm-hmm, you know. So like... he, I mean, he's not like a nuisance to it, but I mean, he certainly doesn't add anything to the group. But like they're treating him like he's a fucking kid at a field trip. Not like a member of the group. Finn was talking like a normal human to AJ. Damian Priest was wow. talking like a normal human later in the show. Um, they were making. Crazy to they, see. they were just talking like humans, man. They were talking like humans. I remember uh, during uh, the pre-match promo, mm-hmm. Kevin Patrick says uh, to Damian Priest, he says, "Being that Matt Riddle." is one of your old friends. Are you going to take it easy on him in tonight's match? And Damian Priest just looked at him as any normal human being would, and he said to him, what kind of dumbass question is that? Exactly. Like, like what? He, he was like, of course I'm not going to take it easy on him. Like, he's my opponent. I want to win. And if I'm going to do it, I have to do it win. It's that simple. And then, you don't know what I'm going to do to him after. Ooh. when me and Riddle 
go back on our threesome hunts. Ray Ripley and, and fucking Dominic, I guess now. He's probably in that circle. <laughs> so, and then you just got married little fucking Finn over there. <laughs> living Literally. His life and his group little good boy. <laughs> exactly. So, Ray gets interrupted by Dominic who's standing right in front of the right in front of the corner uh, ring post and he's begging Ray to hit him with the chair. Ray won't do it. He refuses to beat his kids now. Um and he uh you know, Rhea Ripley comes from the crowd, pushes Ray into the ring post, Dominic throws him in the ring, he gets curb stomped, and now we have it. <laughs> After this, Johnny Gargano and Kevin Owens are walking to the ring, and they see one of, uh... oh man, wait do you hear this name. They see a member of the Miz Force Security. The Miz Force? You heard that correctly. The Miz got security to keep Dexter Loomis from doing anything that the Miz doesn't want. And he made them all scream, Miz Force! Miz Force! <laughs> like it's it literally like, like they're fucking Power Rangers. <sighs> okay. Dude, what the fuck is Triple H on? Don't... Miz Force. He's, yeah, he's on the fucking Miz Force, apparently. Fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's. that's... <sighs> so the Miz is walking backstage. The Miz is walking backstage. He turns around on the phone, and he turns around behind a uh, Edmonton Oilers hockey mannequin. Mm-hmm. And can you guess what happens from here? Dexter Loomis was the mannequin, and he creeps and attacks um, the Miz and creeps him out, and they run, and... Uh... And commentary uh, yeah. asks why he's here because he's not hired. I hate it. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely in the right ballpark, man. Dexter Loomis hit him with the hockey stick. Uh, oh, the Miz turned around, seen him. Dexter Loomis hit him, hit him, uh, turned him around, hit him with the hockey stick. Um, and yeah, he, um, the Miz fell to the ground. Dexter Loomis sat on the ground and then. Put him in his little, you know, choker thing as he yeah. tried to, like, run away. And who knows what happened after that. Let's just thank God they didn't show what happened afterwards. Oh, thank God. And she would win. Got shut off. And while they, were, while they were all on the ground, you could just see members of the Miz Force just laying on the ground. Why? So, what is yeah. the point of this, bro? Just get on with it. Like, get on with the point of this fucking feud. I don't, I don't think there is one at this point. It's, like, I thought here, because they had, like, a perfect shot where, like, nobody was, like, breaking anything up, and they, mm-hmm. these two were just here. I thought Dexter Loomis might have, like, sit, like, you know, held up a sign of, like, a match he wants to challenge him to, or something, but nothing, again, and we are... Two weeks out from Extreme Rules. I think it's October 8th, so we're, you know, we got uh, next Monday on a roll is uh, the uh, Go Home Show. Go Home Show. Goddamn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, my dream job's part of be the Miz Force. My like, Miz Force. What are, what are you? What are you fucking assembling? A bunch of Power Rangers? Yeah, those fucking losers. There's a bunch of nobody indie guys. The Miz Force. Wow. <sighs> Hate it. Another week, no explanation. Just nothing. Weird segments that are growing immensely. Pointless. Stale. This oh, was another yeah. thing with NXT. A lot of shit didn't feel stale, and no. a lot of things kind of running a little stale on this show. Yeah, they got a good amount of stale on this fucking show, man. Yeah. Um, Kevin Owens, Johnny Gargano defeat Alpha Academy despite uh, theory trying to get in the ring to uh, and almost costing Gargano the match. But Gargano is still uh, the king of the kickouts, man. Um, and nice. Johnny of course put he is. Away, Johnny put away Gable with uh, the one final beat. Bro, after this, they were walking in the back. Uh, Theory, Gable, and Otis. Mm -hmm. Theory's phone started buzzing. And they were just talking about, they were just talking about, like, uh, Braun. They were talking about how Otis has been off his game since he lost to that moron Braun Strowman on Friday. This was just a mark in me. So the phone rings, the phone rings, and I don't know why I thought this, but, like, the way Theory, like, looked... He, like, didn't look, like, scared. That's so disappointing once you find out who I thought it was. This is just me, though, versus who it actually was. So Theory answers the phone, and he says, Oh, you want to talk to him? Almost in, like, a friendly way. Yeah. So where do you think my mind's going here, knowing me? I thought this motherfucker was on the phone with Jason Jordan. And I thought maybe they were just throwing some hints in there. So Gable picks the phone up and he puts it on speaker. And you just hear, You call me a moron. It's fucking Braun on the phone. But like, I, like you can't blame me for thinking that because Theory like didn't look scared or anything like that. He just, literally was just on the phone. He's like, oh, Chad, right. it's for you. Like, in a good way. So I was like, Hmm. I kind of cracked a smile. I'm like, are they genuinely about to do this right now? Are they about to start dropping the hints in there for Jason Jordan? No, they didn't. It was Braun Strowman on the phone. He challenged Chad Gable to a match next week on Raw in Gable's home state of Minneapolis. I'm sorry, Logan, bro. You really got to oh watch God. that shit. Logan was saying, yeah, that's the bad. You got to watch that shit live, bro. I feel bad for you, dog. That shit ain't right. Oh, there's a low of 36 degrees tonight. What is it in Chicago? Jesus, it's pretty Logan. chilly. I think it's like 50 right now or like 60. 51. Okay, yeah, I mean, it feels like 51. 51 feels like 49, so 18 mm. mile an hour winds. That's what we're looking at cool. today. Beautiful. Love it. Definitely. But, bruh. Logan, I pray for you next week. I'm telling you, Doug, I'm sorry. <laughs> My heart goes out to you, Doug. Bro, I got so happy because, like, I'm thinking, like, if Theory 
picks up the phone and his eyes get all big and he's like, Chad, it's for you. And he like, you know, is all like shaky with his voice or whatever. Then I could have seen that coming. But the way he almost like didn't like phase him at all. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, who would want to talk to Chad Gable after uh, after a after a uh, tough loss? No. <laughs> you're my son. What's up? You're supposed uh, to be my son. That's Jason Jordan. <laughs> yeah, man. So, Omo is on the show. He defeat two local athletes. Oh. And then they did this fucking horrible visual where they stacked him. Over the, and by the way, in the, in, in the last match... They broke the announce table. Kevin Owens did a frog splash from the barricade to the announce table on Otis. Mm-hmm. So they reconstructed the announce table. And Omas, at the end of the match, it's such a horrible visual, stacks the two guys on the announce table and just stands on the announce table. And that was, like, their, like, cool visual of the night. He literally just stood on the announce table. And then at the end, he, like, put his foot on top of both of them. Yeah. Bro, if I was that commentary team, I would have kicked the side of it to make it collapse. Just, the whole, whole time, dude, I was like, please fall. That shit please about fall, to fall. Please fall. Please just fall. Just crumble. Like, ugh. Almost <laughs> sucked, bro. If you're sending Veer down to NXT, send Omo too, bro, please. Yeah, so, next match, Nikki A.S.H. is in the ring, and I literally said out loud, I was like, yep, time to go on my fucking phone, and then I just hear this, like, theme song, and I just see the word poison on the Tron, and I'm like, poison? Who the fuck is that? Poison? And then they just put real big on that on that big gigantic useless screen that they have as a set, Candice LeRae. That's nuts, bruh. And I was like, oh shit! That's uh, dope. Donnie debuted in Canada not too long ago, and here we are oh, yeah. with Candice. Candice is in uh, debuting in Canada as well. This is awesome. This is Hell awesome. Yeah. Candice LeRae, Edmonton, bro. Holy Y'all gotta shit. step up, bruh. You guys really. Bruh, professional wrestlers always talk about, like, whenever people join AEW, mm-hmm. they always say, oh, I was worried the fans wouldn't know who I was anymore, and I was going to get no reaction. Poor Candice LeRae had that moment. She had, she literally had that moment where, bruh, she, oh, Lord, she goes out there, she goes out there, and... People are practically sitting on their fucking hands. They hate to see it, bro. She got little to no reaction. Little to no reaction here tonight. They, like, panned to the crowd as Candace was there. And it didn't even look like anybody was fucking standing up. They're just sitting there. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what is wrong with you people? And Canada's not too bad of a market, man. I guess, I guess really, the place to do these kind of things are, are, are bigger cities. I, I mean, 
I know Edmonton is not, you know, uh, too much. Or, I know it's not. I don't think it's too little in Canada, but you definitely yeah. got to go to somewhere like Toronto or yeah, one of those just wrestling. One Quebec. Of those lower, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Montreal. You know, I mean, good God. Somewhere, God, bro. God knows, right? Yeah, that was that was fucked up, man. That was fucked up. But, um, yeah, she beat uh, Nikki Ash in like five minutes, and that was it. And then, God, interesting, Nikki Ash afterwards was sitting in the corner of the ring, kind of like Nikki Cross used to. Oh, and nice. she took her superhero mask off. That's good, bro. I think they are gonna scrap that shit. Thank God, I hope so. Get rid of it. Burn it. Hundred percent. Hundred percent, man. So AJ Styles, I guess he has uh Twitter beef with the bloodline. I guess he said something before Raw went on the air. And who stepped up to the plate? The honorary use. Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn comes out with Solo Sokoa. That's like his fucking new best friend. Um, I guess so. Comes out with Solo Sokoa, and him and AJ Styles wrestle a damn good match. Canada was very happy to see Sammy Zayn, and they they wrestled a damn good match. But Solo Sokoa uh, grabbed AJ's foot uh, while he was going for the phenomenal forearm, and then he. uh... Damn. This just dawned on me. I don't think hmm. AJ Styles has never been the Universal Champion, has he? Nope. It's crazy, bro. Well, you got something to do with AJ before he retires. Ah, ah, man. If there's one thing I just wish Triple H would do better, it's uh, AJ. It's AJ Styles. Remember how? Remember how I was mentioning to you the uh, Finn Balor thing where. Uh, he had that, you know, normal human being conversation with AJ earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. He said to AJ, um, I love this. He said to AJ, he said, if you ever want to join, you can, because you and I know how important friends are in this business. Damn. And then he, and then he said, and then he said, do, uh, he said to AJ, he said, um, he said, you know, if you want to join the group, we could change wrestling history all over again. So Damn, I like the bro. little Bullet Club references and definitely uh, all that little Bullet Club innuendo. They just they just spewed during that promo. Hell yeah, bro. That's dope. That's real dope. You love to see it. That's the yeah. kind of shit we need to see. Solo Sokoa, I believe, uh, swiped AJ Styles' feet down and then gave him a Uranagi on the apron. And... Um, Sammy, uh, Sammy took advantage, man, and pinned AJ, man. So Sammy Zayn won the match. Bruh. The honorary oos defeats the leader of the the OC. The only yeah. community that matters. Bro. Only community. Speaking of, I, back to SmackDown, bro. Did you see Koa and Sammy Zayn and Ricochet in them? Yes. Dude, that spot where fucking Ricochet. He wasn't beating him up anymore, and you just see Ricochet just whip his head backwards into the yeah. fucking door. Dude, that shit had me cracking up. I noticed that shit live. I, I was dying, bro. <laughs> that, shit, that shit had me cracking up. So, after the match, the Judgment Day. 
Judgment Day. They, the Judgment Day came out. They circled the ring. And they asked AJ to join again. By the way, Finn's new shirt. What the hell is that? I mean, it's cool on the front. And it's got the Balor Club logo on the, on the sleeve. And it's mm. got the purple X on the front. But the back says Balor. But it's like B in the top left corner. A in the oh, top right. Like corners? L, L, in the, L in the bottom left. R in the bottom right. And in the middle, it just has an O. It, Man, it, it looks garbage. so weird, bro. It's ass. So, he asks AJ to join the group as AJ's sitting there after the loss all pissed off. And he pulls up the two sweet. AJ Styles does the two sweet. Goes to raise it up. And then switches his mind and flips Finn off, um, in, uh, flips him off right in his face. And Dang. then they all start jumping the man. They all start Damn. jumping AJ Styles, and they put, uh, they put a, the chair. They put a chair in between his neck, but they didn't do anything. They just put the chair in his neck, and mm. then they just posed above him. God damn. Yeah. After this, we got Riddle versus Damian Priest. What's up with Damian Priest wrestling in that, like, shirt? Like, yeah, that, like, shirt. tight-ass shirt. Yeah, it looks fucking weird, bro. It looks like he's doing one of his um, off-wrestling things. It's like, bro, I don't know what he'd be wearing during that shit. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, then in the main event, uh, him, uh, Damian Priest, took on Matt Riddle. Uh, Priest took on Riddle, and uh, he took on Matt Riddle here, and yeah, these two put on a, a pretty good main event match. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad or nothing, and just as this group uh, looks like actual cool normal people, uh, Matt Riddle gets the roll up victory against Priest. They start jumping him and Edge. Edge. <laughs> comes, back comes back in Canada. Good for he him. Spears. He spears a uh, priest. He gets in the ring. He spears priest. He goes. He goes to go after Dominic. Rhea grabs Dominic's uh, feet and then swipe him out of the ring. And those two walk off. And Finn goes to hit Edge with a move. He dodges it, hits the ropes, and hits uh, Finn with a uh, spear. So. Nice. And then Edge says, uh, right before the show goes off the air, you guys have tried to put me down on multiple occasions, but I just won't go away. He says, so at Extreme Rules, I challenge Finn Balor to an I Quit match. Nice. This show like is really shaping up to be a... They got a lot of fun gimmick matches on this show. Oh, they not do. to mention... They did confirm Bailey versus Bianca as a ladder match for the Raw Women's title. Okay. So they got the ladder match. They got a fight pit match. They have an I Quit match now, and I'm sure there's one I'm forgetting. Oh, they got a strap match. Oh, with, a strap match. Uh, McIntyre and Cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like there's another one, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I know. I know Liv has a match, but I don't know if it's a gimmick match. Um, let me see. Uh -huh. Might be like a lame one. Damn. 
Oh. Liv versus Ronda is a uh, Extreme Rules match. Okay. All right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So we got an Extreme Rules match, a fight pit, a strap match, a ladder match, and an I quit match so far. This like, could actually be a good show. Extreme. Yeah. It'll probably be a pretty extreme show, man. I hope so. Because before, you know, you got... And, and I like how, you know, Triple H isn't letting everybody have an Extreme Rules match, but I like how he is putting other extreme matches on the show. It makes sense. I, yeah. I like that. It's the only way you could do one of those type of shows, really. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Yeah, man, that is uh, that is uh, that is that's looking to be a really fun card, to be a hundred percent honest, man. Definitely, man. Definitely, it looks to be a real fun show, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, and yeah, that was that was pretty much everything, man. That was that was the week of wrestling for both yeah. both companies, man. So, yeah, not not too bad of a raw a roll, and. Oh, wow. um, uh, very, very good. I thought it was a very good week of AEW television, man. So, definitely, so man. For me. Definitely. Hell yeah, bro. Same, same. Absolutely, man. So, with that, uh, that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This has been episode 110 mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Notorious Unscripted. And if this is, um, or. Jesus, what am I doing? Um, I was about to go into the fucking intro. Uh, yeah, man. Yes, this has been episode 110 of Notorious Unscripted, man. Thank you guys very, very much for being here. We appreciate all of you guys being here with us uh, every day, or every time we go on, I mean. Um, and yeah, we always appreciate you guys, and thank you guys for hanging out, as always. We love you guys, man. And uh, yeah, that is going to do it for, yet again, another great, great edition of Notorious Unscripted. And uh, mm-hmm. it has been always, 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 always pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. Uh, Sir K. That is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted. This has been episode 110 of Unscripted Man. Please like, comment, and subscribe, and we will see you guys on Friday with the news. Peace.